Hi, and welcome to Y2K Group Chat. This is a series about how artists navigate through their practice and a behind-the-scenes look into their lives. Y2K Group is an art agency and advisory focused on supporting emerging artists in New York and beyond. Mosey Romney is a collection artist and painter. Just as their work can be spliced into separate independent pieces, so can it encompass parallel and overlapping histories. Romney brings together tangible memories, always personal, but not always pertaining to their own person, and creates alternate worlds in which characters from separate narratives engage with each other to create spaces of trans-historical communion and ease. Romney evokes ceremonial magic, pulling elements from the external world, brooches, bells, and most importantly, acquired eBay photographs. These images of Black familial records are a base for their figurative work that depicts found family imagery in play, beyond work, and in celebration. Mosey Romney lives and works in Ridgewood, Queens. They've received a BSVA from SUNY Purchase, Harrison, New York. Recent exhibitions include Evening Lark, Y2K Group, New York, Mosey Romney and Juan Gutierrez, Meredith Rosen Gallery, New York, Materia Prima, Gurd in Regalia, New York. The following was recorded in late August 2020. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you, Bernadette? I'm good. How are you, Mo? I'm doing good. Wonderful. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for calling. Yeah. And joining us. Yeah. So how's your morning been so far? It's good. I just woke up. Um, I came back from New Hampshire last night and um, in the midst of um, unpacking and <laughs> starting my life again. <laughs> mm-hmm. What were you doing in New Hampshire? Um, I went to New Hampshire with like six of my friends, my, my pod, oh, nice. and we just like camped and hung out in a, a, a hot tub and went foraging and grilled. That sounds um, perfect. Yeah, it was really lovely. But New Hampshire is a very scary place, too. I didn't realize. Oh, no. There are a lot of Trump supporters. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I guess mm-hmm. our state motto is live free or die. So. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I and I, th- I thought that that was like a YOLO thing, but it's really more so a Nazi thing. I don't know. I to, yes. Someone hailed Hitler or whatever, you know, that, that arm thing that they do. Yeah. I was like, okay. Wait. Because did, I didn't buy. They did that? You mm-hmm. saw them do that? To me, they said, go <gasps> fuck yourself. Oh my to God. me because I didn't, yeah, it was really dark because I didn't buy anything from his store. But I realized when I was in his store, I realized that he was a Trump supporter because he was selling these like really crazy flags that had Trump, like Trump's face on them with like a muscular cartoon body. And at first I didn't, I didn't recognize it as a Trump flag because they don't look like, it didn't look like the average Trump flag. Um, and so I was like, oh, actually I'm okay. I don't want to buy this stuff. It was like, just like a small dog figurine for 
like I was like, oh, I can maybe paint this or something. And then I realized that they were Trump supporters. And I was like, oh, I want to get out here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then he followed me out the store (gasps) and he was like, go fuck yourself and did the sign. And (gasps) because people like you, I'm closing my store. And I was like, "Okay, New Hampshire, live free or die. Oh, my gosh. But besides that, it was really a beautiful trip. That guy cannot steal my shine. No, not at all. Did. Yeah, but it was pretty scary. That is so scary. I'm honestly, as a as a Hispanic woman, I, I sometimes think that like I'm only safe in New York City, which is totally not true. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I just I don't really have the urge to really go anywhere else i i'm originally mm-hmm. from texas but i'm mm-hmm. just like oh my gosh like i don't want to take a vacation i don't want to do anything because i'm just like <laughs> I, I know it sounds it's horrible and obviously you shouldn't let things like like i mean me personally i shouldn't let things like that stop me from going anywhere that i want to go to but mm-hmm. um, it's so scary it's very scary it's very scary i think it's important for us to show ourselves and and enjoy our lives but it's really hard when it's hard to feel protected especially at this time but yeah we do what we can absolutely (laughs) well we're so happy you're back in new york (laughs) me too (laughs) oh my gosh so we're really excited to uh to talk because you know as you know, you have a show coming up with us and mm-hmm. um, we're really excited about it. And uh, it's called Evening Lark. Evening Lark, opening yeah. Saturday, September 5th. From, Plugging it. <laughs> from 10 to 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Yeah, I'm really excited. We're so excited. We're excited. Um, so, yeah, I, I think what's best for me is just kind of like um, taking taking it slowly like talking slowly would be helpful to me and also helpful to you guys because if there's anything you want to like edit out there's like space in between things yeah sounds good yeah that sounds good too yeah i absolutely agree all right well yeah i'll start off what was your first exposure to art and when did you know you wanted to study or pursue art Hmm. um my grandma used to save hosiery, um, like there's like little cardboard paper in um, hosiery packets, and she would save them for me to make little drawings for her, and she just like saved them. And these Aww. drawings weren't anything particular, like they weren't like, you know, masterpieces, but she found my marks to be important and she would like go through this process of like buying them buying these hosieries and saving saving the cardboard for me and I think that having her do that for me encouraged me to make more marks and um, I think that that's where it started and and in elementary school um, I had a teacher um uh, keep me after school to draw with me. Um, she found that I was more, um, I was easier to, uh, keep 
busy when I was making art and it was easier for me to learn when I'd um, draw or um, just kind of got express myself through mark making. Um, and so I've, I've always just had people kind of like women always make time for me to make art. And, um, I didn't take it seriously until much later, but I think having these people create space for me to make marks helped me, um, find myself as an artist much later on. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Wow. That's so cool. It's really funny because I, mm-hmm. I do remember those, uh, that cardboard piece in the hosiery or mm-hmm. that comes with the hosiery. So that's really, int- really amazing. Um, so did you use like a specific, like a color pencils or? Yeah, I used um, colored pencils and permanent markers. I did a lot of like abstract squiggly drawings mm-hmm. actually kind of uh, where you would start the mark at the edge of a page and it had to end on another edge of the page. I remember I was like really obsessed with, making patterns that started and ended on either side of the page. Does your family still have um, any of those pieces or like any of them? Yeah, my grandma has one. My grandma has one hanging in her house. Oh, <laughs> it's really so sweet. Nice. Oh my God, that's so sweet. Is it framed? <laughs> yeah. It is framed. It is framed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they've recently started recognizing me as an artist and like more serious artists. And they're like, oh, we have to hold on to these things. So That's awesome. um, it's really beautiful to see see that. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, so our other question is, um, what was the New York art world like after undergrad? You're from New York, correct? I am from New York, yeah. Um, after after undergrad, so I graduated from Purchase in 2016. Um, there was a there were a lot of like pop up um, galleries and just like galleries created in people's homes. And I remember there was like an apartment um, in Williamsburg um, that I went to to see some art. I can't remember the gallery, but it was off the, like, Morgan, no, the Jefferson L. stop. Okay. Um, I also saw, like, a Tory Thornton show um, in the basement of a mall in Chinatown. It was just, oh. like, an installation. There was just, like, a lot of um, art in odd places kind of showing and happening and that really excited me because when I was in college I had a gallery in my apartment um it was called Martha's Kitchen (laughs) and I would show art show my friends art um have like performances and stuff in my apartment so it's nice to see um like space being made outside of the white walls for artists. Um, yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I love a good, uh, uh, house or home gallery, apartment gallery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of work did you create when you first arrived back to New York and what was your experience as an artist? 
Yeah, I didn't have much. Um, I didn't have a lot of uh, enough pride to call myself an artist when I graduated from school. I was really trying to make ends meet. And so I, I mean, I was an artist in some right, in, in a lot of rights. I like privately practiced, but I also like painted sets for movies and theater like they painted spongebob on broadway so i did like that for a while (laughs) and then um i was i was really into like yevgenia barris who makes these beautiful um paintings sculptures like objects made from like furniture pieces or from paper pulp and so i was i was really into um for my personal work i was making a lot of abstract pieces and then painting sets to, to make the money. And I think that the abstraction hasn't left me, and, and it'll definitely show up. I mean, I have a piece in Evening Lark that is uh, an abstraction. Um, so those the, the work will still... I, I don't want to be considered a figurative uh, painter by any means I want to constantly be able to like shift and grow and right now I'm making figurative work but I do definitely see myself going back to abstract work nice what kind of work have you been making this year this year I've been making a lot of figurative work I've been painting um a lot of children and um older people um i've painted some ghosts i think i'm trying to paint an intergenerational world wow yeah, yeah. that feels right mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah and i think um painting children feels really important for me because children are so they're like little abolitionists and they're mm. like uh-huh. really um they they're like they're genderless as well they kind of just like do whatever they want until they're then taught to be a girl or a boy and um, I think there's something exciting about that area where they're just being themselves completely and like eating their boogers and like playing with Barbies and cars I have a nephew um who is just constantly inspiring me to play more and just like do things that don't exactly make sense just to do them and I so I think um painting children um is just a reminder of how how freely we can live um if we let ourselves absolutely without inhibition mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah that's so that's great um so uh, going back to uh, Evening Lark, uh, what inspired your collection of paintings that are displayed in the show? Yeah, um, I think it's a, we are living in a really insane time. Insane is not even the word, but there's also a lot changing. And that's really scary and also really exciting because we get to imagine the future that we want to have you know and we get to put new things in place I see a lot of like mutual aid happening and a lot of like pop-up schools being created outside of the institutions museums are closing um 
I think my show is just uh, uh, some paintings of the world that I would like to see. I mean, there's like uh, some play and performance happening with a bunch of people around this devil on a table and the devil can be a mask or it can also just be a devil depending on where, where our belief systems are at the time. But there are, there's a ghost there, there's children there, there's an older person there. Um, and they're all just like witnessing this, this person maybe dancing or just like proclaiming they're, they're on a stage of some kind. Um, and, uh, then there's another painting that feels like a performance to me called tonight's queen. And it's, um, someone being crowned. It could be a mother, it could be a drag queen. It's like, um, just, you know, just acknowledging the divinity of a person with a crown. Um, that feels like playful and exciting to me. And there's another painting of a figure, a genderless figure. I'm not, they're not man or woman. They're kind of just like in between, um, just like resting on uh, this like aquatic thing. <laughs> um, they're just like cool floating um and their spirit is like floating above them so i think i'm just painting a world that i would like to see where black bodies are in ease where they're um in communion um despite their age and their even their bodies like you know there's a ghost there so uh, a body uh, a, a spirit is in communion with young and old and um yeah that's exciting to me and that's that's i i think i'm interested in seeing a world where we can be together despite our age despite our gender um and just enjoy each other and give each other space to perform to be to play that's beautiful Thank you. It really is. I'm I'm really interested in the title. Uh, where does that come from, or how did you think of uh, the title, Evening Lark? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm reading this book by Sadia Hartman called Wayward Lives, um, and in the first chapter, the, the the book is about just like black girls. Um, doing as they please and kind of she kind of like creates these stories for these black girls from these the like these archives that she finds um and i'm kind of doing a similar thing where i'm like finding images of people and um creating lives for them so in the book um she just talks she's talking about a character kind of going on an evening lark and i was like ah that's it like Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm often going on evening larks in my van, like just going to do something uh, mischievous and and just having a good time. So I, I I thought it was a good title, and all of my paintings feel a bit um, like nighttime or evening, um, and yeah, so that's where the title came from. 
Um, so Matthew showed me your van in a photo, and it is so awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Thank you. And when we went Thank to you. your it's studio. It's my freedom mobile. It's, it makes me so happy. <laughs> it's, really, it's really cool. And then when we were um, we went to your studio, uh, I was like, whoa, that is, is that the van? Because <laughs> I, I, it's, like, it's so cool. It's, it's like a, what kind of car is it? It's like just a, a large, like red, it's just, it's, uh-huh. it's red. And it just, it's. Yeah, it's a huge red 1982 Ford. I feel like such a dad driving in it. it. It doesn't, <laughs> it just has a radio and there's no AC because they didn't make ACs in cars at this time. They just oh, like wow. had air blow through the system. So what, however, whatever the weather is outside is the weather that I get inside. Um, <laughs> it's it's the cutest thing makes me so happy it really is yeah. and i just i love how mm-hmm. big it is and and yeah it's very well it's from 82 so obviously it has that like nostalgic like a uh, feel mm-hmm. a vintage feel it's it's real it's a really cool car uh, <laughs> um yeah my intention is to drive it around you know collect things obviously because i love collecting things but also to paint in it um i think it'd be nice to like bring paintings bring paintings with me to places and just like have a a painting session by the water or something and be inspired by that so that's 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 amazing that's a really great idea and going back Mm -hmm. to what i was saying about vintage um i saw in your studio that there's like a lot of like trinkets or like you know uh you know, collectible pieces or, um, like vintage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering, um, do you take inspiration from the, the pieces that you find and, um, and where do you get these, uh, vintage items? Yeah. Um, I, I do take a lot of inspiration from these things. I also consider myself a collections artist. I like collect images of black people on eBay. I collect uh, bells, like ceramic or metal bells, um, porcelain bells. I, um, I, I collect, I just, I like collect napkins, like cloth napkins that are really beautiful. Um, all of these things show me a different time and um, making paintings of them and putting them in a new context allows for like a trans historical thing to happen where it's like kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, taking old things and creating something new mm-hmm. um, is always really exciting to me because um, it makes it kind of timeless and in my world <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and maybe... And in the world that is to come, like time doesn't exist in the same way. So um, it's exciting to to have these old things that um, are just like decorative and and kind of useless and and give them new new meaning. Cool. I I mm-hmm. do love a good uh, vintage well not even a vintage store just like like when, when I lived in Texas and I would just like drive mm-hmm. you know to wherever um if I you know saw a yard sale I'd always stop because it's like you always yeah. you can always find like the coolest stuff or I mean 
And this one time Matt and I were just walking down the street in Brooklyn and uh, Mm -hmm. we saw that there was like a a yard sale and everything was like really, really nice. And and so Mm -hmm. I I first felt bad because I was like, I think someone passed away because like all of the furniture, Mm -hmm. everything was just like pristine. And then I ended up buying this like end table that was like, I don't know, like I don't even know the era really. I'm guessing like 70s or something, but it was just like mm-hmm. it was perfect. But I, I'm a strong proponent of of a vintage and and shopping secondhand <laughs> and mixing yeah, it with like I think you know. It's also very good for the earth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just like reuse things. Things don't have to be. Yeah, we don't need everything to be new. Absolutely. Definitely for Mm -hmm. um, the environment, mostly. Yeah. (laughs) What is your preferred use of materials? Or Mm -hmm. maybe you could uh, just talk about the process of approaching different pieces with various materials. Like I know you used to work with paper pulp and then like make drawings Mm -hmm and uh, paintings Mm -hmm. or like how you approach maybe the abstract paintings versus more figurative paintings and like how you're interested in maybe interlacing them together for future pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, My preferred medium right now is oil i'm really enjoying the lusciousness of oil and like the possibility when it hits the canvas and like it kind of like spreads and drips that is really exciting and sensual to me i'm i'm excited to um incorporate the um things that i collect a little bit more in a more like physical way um i think of like artists like Chris Martin who just like puts things on the canvas and calls it the painting. Mm -hmm. That is really exciting to me and something I'm interested in in doing. I think, um, I have like a bunch of like quilt unfinished quilt pieces that could really use, use some, a painting, (laughs) you know, like could just like exist on a painting. So I'm excited to see how that all like makes its way into the newer works. Um, so I, I think, and I, I think that everything is um, material for me right now. Um, I'm really um, excited by um, unconventional um, material. Like um, I remember Chris Ophelia made a few paintings with oil paper, like on the canvas. And it gave these paintings like a luscious, like shine, but also like blinding a little bit or just kind of hard to see. Um, so I'm excited to see what those, what material does for me. What do you enjoy the most about painting? Mm. The possibilities. I can do anything. That's so fun to me. I, I, <laughs> at first I used to be really anxious about having just a blank canvas and like, what do I do on this thing? And as I like, gain more confidence as an artist, I learned that I can really do anything and um, that freedom is really exciting to me. Cool. Uh, so going back to the paintings themselves and, and, um, you were saying that you didn't want to be seen as like a, a a figurist, but the figures that are, are in your painting, like, are, are they just, Mm -hmm. are they 
people that, you know, you think of in your mind or, or like, is there, is there a source that, or are they like a group of people that you, I guess my question is, who are the figures in your painting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, um, I collect images of black people from eBay, sometimes in bulk, sometimes just like one-off images, but, um, they're being sold on eBay and it feels like a part of my duty and along with other artists that I know to just collect these images, um, and, um, preserve them or give them a new life. And, um, so I find these images, um, borrow the figures from the the images and, and give them a new world. I mean, that's what's been happening. I mean, that's how I've been finding the figures lately. That's so cool. Matthew's told me that you actually used to have a studio in in New Jersey, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so... And I've then- had a, a few studios around, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so do you feel like your practice changed from when you had your studio um, outside of your, your home? And do you still feel like it's kind of the same um, now that it's in your apartment? Mm-hmm. My practice has changed so much because I'm alone. Um, I think, one, having my my studio in my apartment allows for me to make work that I feel like belongs in home. Um, just, I'm a homemaker naturally. Like I love to have like my, like my house to be decorated and to like look good. So to have the work, the paintings around that um, allows for me to create paintings that feel more home based. And um, I don't have a studio mate in my apartment, which is great. I have, I, I mean, I have a roommate, Devin, but I don't have um, other people looking at my work unless I want them to. I have to invite them into my space to see it. And that allows for me to make mistakes and have experiments and just like not feel too silly about what I do because I know that someone else will see it, you know? And um, that has been really freeing to me. So I've been trying a lot of things. What is integral to your work? What's integral to my work? Um, I feel like everything is right now. I feel so porous these days. I'm just like soaking up everything and anything to create something. I, I spend a lot of time on the internet, like everyone else does these days, just like I screenshot a lot of things. I watch movies and I screenshot from there. I'll go for a walk and take pictures, listen to podcasts, read, um, look at these images that I've collected or the like tchotchkes that I've collected and, um, just like build, build the world. So I feel like everything is important to the work for me. What type of research do you do before you start a new painting? Mm, I feel like a similar answer, like my research is just kind of like living Mm. and, and, um, reading, um, writing. I do a lot of, 
I also impose a lot. I create a lot of research for for the the, the pictures that I have because I don't know a lot about these people. Um, I can kind of like figure out the time at which the photo was taken and maybe where the photo was taken sometimes. And there's like clues on the back because people write little notes, mm-hmm. you know, like who's in the photograph and where it was taken or like what the photograph was for. Like it was like a birthday party or something. So um, there's that research, but then I kind of impose narratives onto these people and so that creates new research. So it's a, it's a bit of a give and take. So who inspires you? I have so many people that inspire mm-hmm. me. I have so many um, friends that inspire me and people that I don't know that inspire me. Um, Devin B. Johnson, my roommate, really inspires me um, to just like push and pull abstraction and figure- figuration. He's really strong at um, achieving both. Um, Marcus Jamal is a friend of mine that really inspires me. His work is so raw and colorful and intuitive, provisional. Um, Chris Martin is a person that I don't know but would love to know. He just seems like a wackadoodle of a person (laughs) (laughs) and like just makes really, really special, beautiful paintings. Um, that are just like abstract and exciting to me. Um, so many people, I think Chabalala Self um, is an amazing artist that uses uh, textile and fabric and paint to create these like scenes of voluptuous black people living their best lives. I love of their work. I don't know them, um, but have seen them around um, at the studio museum. Um, so many, I have so many people, <laughs> so many, so many people that inspire me. It's amazing. Yeah. So do you have any specific rituals that you do in the studio? Like before you start a painting or before you start working? Um, is there anything in particular? Yeah. Um, I often ring bells to just kind of like cleanse the space. Um, I call in, um, artists or ancestors or people that I am inspired by. Like recently I called in Noah Davis, who was a painter that passed on that makes beautiful, beautiful paintings. Um, I've called him into the studio to guide me. I've called Nina Simone into the studio. So I'm doing like a little bit of conjuring spirit to kind of get me, get me, guide me. Wow, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, so that's, that's really fun for me to do. Yeah. That's so cool. That's really interesting. I've, I've never heard that Mm -hmm. before. I've heard of like actors doing that for when they're portraying a specific mm-hmm. um, oh, act, like yeah. a specific yes. character. I'm method painting. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it. Uh, I I I only know that because I remember. Uh, I think it was like an interview with like Selma Hayek, and she was talking about how she would do that to play Frida, and then I forget which other mm. actors did that too. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think like yeah. Keith Ledger did that or something too. Oh, I don't oh know. yeah, that was. He ended up. That was a tragedy, but yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I like, I like the idea because I don't know. I really believe that we have the potential to communicate with people, things that are not here anymore that have been here, that will be here. Um, and, um, just honoring them is a way of creating as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think the, um, like the spirits um, linger here Be, like for like unfinished business or do you think they kind of just remain throughout like our plane? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I really love ghosts. Yeah. And all that I'm, stuff, I'm so. always trying to like figure out what I believe. <laughs> I feel like it changes all the time for me, but I do think that the universe is potent with, um, energy from people that have passed and people that will be here and mm -hmm. um, just like saying their name or listening to their music or viewing their art um, can kind of like bring their energy to our, our plane. And um, yeah, that that's very fruitful and exciting to me and just keeps people around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think will happen to artists in the near future? So that's, that's kind of like just after this year, you know, what's happened, you know, maybe like it's already almost yeah. September. So maybe like this fall or even 2021. I mean, I don't know if you have some sort of predictions or I, I don't know, but I know what I want to see, and I want to see artists, especially Black artists, being recognized for their craft, for their contributions to um, the, the culture. Um, I want artists to be compensated well, um, and yeah, just recognized, I want the byline to be large and in charge and um, yeah, more recognition and more, you know, like how I, I like say, say an ancestor's name to bring them here. It's like, we should also be doing that for people that are alive and well. And just so people can know about each other. I don't, I think we all borrow from each other and it should be no secret. What do you think the future of art galleries uh, are? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're seeing we're seeing institutions close right now because of funding. We're seeing galleries um, coming together um, to create new spaces. I don't, I don't really know. I know that I want to see more galleries representing, not just, not just like showing artists in like uh, group shows and stuff, but actually representing and taking care of artists, especially black artists, estates um, and their archives. So I'm, I'm hoping and I'm manifesting that <laughs> um, more galleries will pay attention to the longevity of artists' careers and their their estate and afterlife. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm less about 
I don't want it to be about moments. I want it to be about lifespans. Absolutely. We definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's always sad when you see, like, older artists kind of, like, maybe they had some shows, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, in the 80s or 90s, and then mm-hmm. just whatever the circumstances are, like, maybe they're not forgotten, but, like, I don't know, they're, like, off the spot, the radar or something, and, and then you see them. Yeah. They're still making work, which is really amazing and inspiring, and then... And maybe a gallery will like find them somehow and show their work, but they'll be mm-hmm. a lot older than they were. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think the recognition's very important early yeah. on and to yeah maintain the legacy. And maintaining it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, have you been able to go to any shows recently or any exhibitions is there anything that year that's out there that you enjoyed? I saw um, Nothing But Flowers at Karma. Mm-hmm. They have two spaces downtown, um, and they just invited a bunch of artists to show paintings of flowers or re- their like relationships to flowers. And there were so many beautiful pieces in there. Um, Samuel Hindaloo had work in there. A good friend of mine that really inspires me. Um, uh, there was a Jennifer Packer piece in there called "Say Her, Called Say Her Name." Um, in I think she's talking about Sandra Bland, or you know, just many black women that have been killed um, by the hands of police or or white supremacy, and. Um, just a beautiful memorial um, in the form of a painting for for those people. Um, yeah, that show was really beautiful. It made me want to paint flowers. I've never really done that, so I want to see what that, what that does for me. Because flowers are so magical and beautiful. They're all they're like their own little universes. Um, so I'm excited to to see how that finds its way the 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 idea of painting flowers finds its way in my work i thought that was a beautiful show yeah i saw that show it's it's amazing i mean in just the um organization of it i think there's like over Mm -hmm. 50 artists and it's just like yeah the two spaces um yeah I also really liked Nicole Eisenman's painting in there. It, was, it oh, yeah. doesn't feel like a Nicole Eisenman painting until you see, like, the tackies. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was really surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other shows that you've seen or...? I have I I have been a quarantine queen for a lot of the time, <laughs> like, really staying in and yeah. trying to um, mind my business. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I haven't been going out that much to see shows, but I'm excited. I, I see that some museums are opening, the Met's opening, and stuff. So I'm excited to see what that's like. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. To see like the protocols or mm-hmm. how many people will try to to visit the museums. Mm-hmm. I think people do want to go though, and and they will 
show up and you know in a safe manner yeah. i think people are yeah you know are, i mean this is just me you know babbling but like i feel like art you know does heal so absolutely when you're yeah. there in front of the work you just it just takes you to a different place mm-hmm. yeah not like social media though or like <laughs> <laughs> No more virtual tours. No more. Yeah. No, but just like yeah, you know, being present with the work and yeah, mm-hmm. makes you think. Yeah. And admire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like the museums too. You know, I feel like it's a good place to reflect. You know, or yeah, re- re-examine, reanalyze mm-hmm. history. I have a question about the the press release, the writing. I'm curious to know what that experience was like being, I, I'm not sure if she, she like interviewed you, I'm assuming, but like, what was that mm-hmm. like having to like explain to her your work? And then, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of the, like of the writing, but. Um, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some of the press release and we're working through some things right now. Yeah. Um, it was really exciting. Camille, um, is a really smart, um, inquisitive um, person that has a beautiful way with words and um, can just like I like I just like spit out these things that come mm-hmm. to mind, and she just like is re- able to reiterate them in such a concise, beautiful way. Um, so I'm really excited to. See to share her words and her interpretation of my words um, so cool. to, with the world. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really exciting. I, I'm so excited yeah. to read it. Um, I feel like it's a huge, huge um, honor for, for, you know, us as Y2K to even have her be, you know, part of it. And, yeah. Um, so we're really excited. She came by, she came by to see, um, just like my studio and my bell collection and stuff. And mm-hmm. when she left, she was like, you're a witch. I'm convinced you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she saw my powers and um, I'm excited for her to report. <laughs> nice. on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm, I really love thinking about spirituality and and I'm just like kind of interested because I again like I had never heard of like like a, a painter like calling on other spirits. I'm just curious like mm-hmm. when when you um, call upon them or or converse with them, do do they and guide you? Do they do they help you like with the images? Like do are, are images like kind of tra- transplanted to your to your mind or does it work that way? Or? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, like I've even, I've called in like live people like, uh, or living people like, um, for the big painting that's in the show. Um, heaven is a place, hell is a place on earth and heaven is a place in your head. I like thinking about Chris Martin a lot. I talk about him a lot in this. Wow. Um, <laughs> where I like, I, um, taped a doily to the painting and spray painted it and, and like painted around it and stuff. And that felt like a, uh, 
just like some guiding from him and just like how he just like presses things onto the canvas and um you know that being the that being a part of the work now um and just like laying laying things out in a methodical way um and like i've like called noah davis in and like i've made like a very contrasty painting um when i've like like thought about his him well thank you so much for for taking the time to speak to us and uh, we really appreciate it. And again, I, you know, I've said this multiple times, but I we're really excited for your show. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really yeah. excited too. Thank yeah. you for offering me the space and time to um, show my work. It's really important to oh. me. Oh my god! Thank, thank you, because honestly, like you know, I always, you know, I always feel like the artists are are the most important, and you know, we wouldn't be able to do anything if it weren't. Yeah, for the artists to want to work with us. So it's it's yeah. really mm-hmm. it's really special. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks. Have this a, was fun. Yay. I'm glad you had I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. It's I I always feel like it's mm-hmm. nerve wracking in the beginning, even like me for me personally, but Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think, but it's good to exercise this muscle of like talking about the work and all of that, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you so much. Alrighty. Thank you. Have a great Happy weekend. <laughs> Talk Thank to you. Soon. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.